This episode originally aired in August of 2021. I'm sharing it again because self-respect is a lifelong journey. Many times we look to external sources for validation, but we are the only ones who can really do the work to get ourselves back to a place of acceptance. In this episode, I share my thoughts about worthiness and some of the things I've done personally to strengthen my foundation of self-worth. I'd love to know what you think. And if you enjoy this kind of content, please send me an email to daughterswithoutmoms at gmail.com. Hi, everyone. It's Beth. Today, we're going to talk about worthiness. I started my research by reading some information from Brene Brown, who is one of my favorite authors and researchers. Brene Brown says, Courage is the willingness to show up and be seen. The brokenhearted are the bravest among us because they had the courage to show up. Today, I want to talk to you about shame, courage, and worthiness. I've been a daughter without a mom since 1983. I've been a daughter without a dad since 2018. I lost my only sibling, my sister, in 2020, and then the pandemic. After the death of my sister, I did have the benefit of bereavement counseling, and that helped me immensely. With the time available during the pandemic, I did a lot of soul-searching and researching. In the fall of 2020, I started the Daughters Without Moms groups on Facebook and Instagram, and in January, kicked off this podcast. I've done over 30 interviews for the podcast from both daughters and sons. Being a woman makes it hard to know our worth. Our society and culture provides unreachable definitions of worth or success. And then even if they are attained, you still have that hole and that feeling of emptiness. Growing up, we're being told to be sugar and spice and be everything nice. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you have no strong foundation of who you are, it can be hard to name your strengths and live intentionally. Then, being a daughter without a mom intensifies the loss of self-worth. If you had a good relationship with your mom, your best friend and cheerleader is no longer here. If you had a rocky relationship with your mom, now you're left in your head, focusing on stories that may or may not be true, beating yourself up about could-have and should-haves, and maybe even experiencing shame. If you never knew your mom, you may have told yourself that you must not be worthy of love because your mom was not a part of your life. There are many scenarios of ways that you can be a daughter without a mom, the common thread being that we all may experience a blow to our worthiness because of this loss. I know this is hard, And I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to be realistic. We've lost our moms. Also, the Disney movies that we watched growing up were not necessarily true. There's no Prince Charming coming in on a white horse to save us. And even if he did, if we are in a space of scarcity, of low self-worth, lacking self-respect, he's most likely just going to keep on moving. Add on that the internet. The internet has caused us to shut off or shut down our feelings. When all we see is a glorified Christmas card, no one shares true feelings anymore. We've shut down emotionally, not sharing our stories. Vulnerability is seen as a weakness. 
And now, for the past 18 months, we've been experiencing the PTSD of a pandemic. Isolation and lockdowns have affected our mental wellness. There is the constant drip, drip, drip of daily anxiety and stress. We may not be in physical combat, but the hypervigilant awareness that we've been in for the past 18 months provides the same type of environment. So to recap, we're women who've been brought up with conflicting influences on how or who we are supposed to be. We're daughters without moms. We've shut down from others emotionally, and we're in the midst of pandemic PTSD. No wonder we struggle with feelings of worth. If you're really good at this unworthiness thing, you'll remove yourself from the ability to foster your self-worth before you even get the chance. You'll stay in places of scarcity, perhaps even allowing yourself to be mistreated because you think you don't deserve more. This can be a lonely place, and if we don't address it and do some personal work, it will become our new normal. One quote I like is, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. If you are ready, it is time for change. Time to build your self-worth. Time to stop believing the untrue stories in your head. There have been a lot of downsides of the pandemic, but one thing that's made clear to me is that you have to be your own best self-advocate. The divisiveness, judgment, and polarization that has happened over the past 18 months is the worst I've ever experienced. Now is the time to decide who you are so that you can stand tall and true, rooted in your values and intentions as the cultural winds try to come along and knock you down. Now is the time for change. If not now, when? You need to go from wanting yourself to change to deciding to change. If you want to live a life you've never lived, You'll have to do things you've never done. Why now? Why not now? If you are tired of feeling less than or unworthy, you are really the only one who can change that. It is within your control. We all know that life is too short. Isn't it time to understand more of who you are? Stand firm in your intentions? And don't misunderstand me here. Just like I said earlier about Prince Charming, I don't believe you wave a magic wand and poof, you have self-worth. It will be a lifelong journey. It will be hard work. There will be progress, but it won't be perfect. When you have a foundation of self-worth to lean on, the next time your grief returns will be different. It will, and it will also help in our daily navigation of this crazy world. How do you develop self-worth? There is no cookie-cutter formula that I can give you here that would work for everyone, but I can share some of the things that I've done and that have worked for me. I've established boundaries to protect my emotional health. I no longer say yes to everything, nor do I spend time with people who suck the life right out of me. I've made choices about the kind of person I want to be. Having defined values helps me make decisions and keep my path focused. I've also been very transparent with my grief and with my story. That's not easy, but Brene Brown also says that shame cannot survive when it's spoken. I've decided that although there are things I'm ashamed of, they have helped shape me into who I am today. 
Having grandparents disown you when your mom, their daughter, dies wreaked havoc on my self-worth for 20 years. It took me a long time, but I realized I have no control over their behavior and choices. And in the long run, it really had nothing to do with me. It was based on their own limitations and how they felt about my dad. I've also decided to be upfront and have hard conversations rather than not having the conversation and letting it ruminate into something much bigger in my head. These are just a few examples of what I've done personally to protect my self-worth. I also enjoy researching and learning. I like to read and listen to podcasts. A few of my favorite authors and podcasters are Brene Brown, obviously, Susan David, Jim Quick, that's K-W-I-K, and Dr. Daniel Amen. I'd be happy to share some specific resources with you if there is a certain area you are interested in. You can find my email in the show notes. To wrap up today, I want you to know that you are worthy. In fact, you already have everything you need and are right within you. You've just got to get rid of all the noise and cobwebs that are keeping you from believing it. If you are ready, make the commitment to make one small change today. Think about something you do that brings you joy and schedule that on your calendar now. Don't look at your phone for the first 60 minutes of the day. Read at lunch. Go for a walk. Name the most soul-sucking habit you have right now and make one change to stop it. If not now, when? Remember, you are the only one in control of you. No decision is actually a decision. Decide that the time is now. A recent podcast guest, Tammy Inlay, said that grief changes your address book. That really resonated with me. The most important address in your address book is home. It's time to find your way home. Decide that you are worth it because you are. If you'd like more information on my thoughts about the grief journey, please visit my website, www.yourgriefjourney.com. If you'd be interested in sharing your story on the podcast, please send me an email to daughterswithoutmoms at gmail.com.